Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast five stars. Now, into the episode we go. All right, and we're back. After a long hiatus, I'm finally back. Everything's good to go. We're recording, and we brought the one and only wrestling gifts, Pavan. Pavan, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Um, you know, just going through a worldwide pandemic, but hanging in there, you know, staying home. How you doing? How are you doing with the uh, coronavirus going on? I'm going to keep it real, man. Life's good right now. Uh, I tweeted that out, and then you reminded me. Yeah, there's a pandemic going on. I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, at least, like, you know, with the with the content we do, we can do it from home. So it's not like, you know, you're losing any progress in what you're doing. If anything, you're getting more progress done because you're not going anywhere, you know? I just Yeah, it's it's literally the same thing. The only difference is now I don't got to go to work or anything. Like, usually I did the same thing. I just stayed in my basement making content. Now I do the same thing. So it's like, yeah, it's fine. So you should have never gave people the ammo of you li- uh, working in your basement because now that translates to you're just a wrestling fan in your basement in your, of your mom's house, you know? Hell yeah, I am. The fuck? I don't give a fuck. Bro, I love it. It's Why crazy. I'm out here in a nice-ass house, all right? Beautiful house. Why the hell would I leave? All right? I got a nice little studio in my basement, all right? I'm not fat yet, so, like, I don't care. Call me whatever you want. When I get fat and I have a neck beard, I get it then. But until then, I'm just living my best life. If it helps, I lost 20 pounds during this whole quarantine thing, so can't even really call me fat anymore i'm just you know i'm hefty <laughs> you're not fat you're husky bro you're husky yeah yeah husky <laughs> i'm getting there husky hair as head ass but we're not the only ones dealing with this i don't know how canada's going about it like i'm not sure if you guys are on lockdown and stuff like we are but you guys are like the overachieving younger brother to america's older brother still trying to figure life out at like age 40 balding you know yeah every time i see on the news it's like oh my god new york is getting clapped or florida is this and that and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. that's rough man because for some reason in america every state is so different from one another like they're handling it so differently where here it's like the prime minister said all right this is what we're doing and the whole country's doing it so it's like it all it's all equal right whereas you guys it's like one state is living their best life and then you have new york which seems like everyone's just dying bro new you even know how to I don't know how to like explain how crazy New York is, but just know it is it is a madhouse and like there's not enough anything going around and like see what you guys how you said like you guys you know started with one thing and then the prime minister said all right this is what's going to happen with us it's every state for themselves for themselves when it comes to getting supplies and stuff like that. So it's pretty wild. And yo, that's the thing about America is that's how it's always been because it's the United States. You know what I mean? It's kind of like every state. It's always been like that. Not even just for this pandemic. One state has one law for one thing. One state has another law for one thing. Where it's like at the end of the day, it's America. Just you know, at least just hold it down together. But yeah. Well, Florida can't even figure it out. They're still going to the beach to this nah, day. Man, it's those guys, wild. Yo, those are crackheads, man. And... <laughs> well, if that's if Florida is the crackhead to America, I guess America is the crackhead to the world. Because everybody's no, sure. probably looking at for us sure. like, yo, what are you guys doing? No, you guys are idiots because your, pri- <laughs> your president was like, it's a hoax. And then like two weeks later... All right, guys, uh, we have a very big issue on our hands. Like, yeah, no shit. Why didn't yeah. you acknowledge us two weeks ago? 
Bro, I, I mean, that's what we've been dealing with for the past four years, you know, and it's looking like we're going to have to keep doing it for another four if people don't buckle down and realize what we're dealing with. Y'all tripping, man. Bernie Sanders, poor guy, bro. Like, I don't know, man. That poor guy. I feel so bad for him. He deserves he's, better. He's sitting there like, yo, everything that I've been trying to pass since I think like the 70s he's been in office. I, he's like, I've been trying. If we would have been doing this since then, we would have been fine now. Yeah, that's the thing about, like, America is everyone is so loyal to their party or loyal mm-hmm. to their beliefs where it's like they don't, like, it's fine to be like, hey, I'm a Republican, but, yo, this Democratic policy is pretty, pretty fire. Like, we should probably, you know, do this. But it's like, no, you're either one or you're the other. You can't, you can't really think for yourself. You're just loyal to your party and that's it. That's life. You're Republican, whatever Trump says, yeah. 100%. That's it. It's just, I don't know that that's literally the case at this point i like i don't know what what's this what parties or whatever you guys have over there but over here it's you're either one or the other and if i'm one and you're not that same one then we have a problem that's that's how it is all the time i go on twitter and i see a tweet it's like oh you know if only we had healthcare right now and you just have these random replies like healthcare how can we gonna afford that what no it's a lie and like you just have people <laughs> just beefing on twitter over the dumbest shit I don't know, man. You American people, bro, you take your politics so seriously, and now Twitter has just become one big, like, circle jerk of politics. Like, I'm in Canada, and for some reason, my whole trending thing is always American politics. It's like, yo, oh I don't God. care. <laughs> Listen, I apologize. I'm trying to get shit done, but, you know, the votes in New York don't matter when we all vote a certain way. It's usually Democratic. Yeah, I know. It's... But, you know, we don't we don't make a difference electoral college and all that stuff it's like yo whoever gets the most votes they should win but man what do we know right we're it's it's also most of the laws and stuff like that that are being followed are laws created before technology or modern thinking and they still have to go with those policies so you're sitting there like well why do we all have to vote on one specific day or like why can't I don't know. It it doesn't really make sense when you think of most laws and how, how they were written and what they're for. But we have had to have gotten some sort of entertainment. And the WWE has been trying week in and week out on yeah, they, how they can trying. entertain us. They've definitely been trying by showing us Elimination Chamber matches. That's the weird part because they're showing old matches in between like random promos or random matches happening on raw where they're trying to progress the stories to go to wrestlemania and to be honest this is all weird i don't know how you feel about it but this is just it's just i don't know man the thing is what it hurt like okay so you only have an hour of content yo just tell usa network hey we only have an hour of content this week can we just do our hour can we just do two hours Mm -hmm. you don't gotta do a three-hour raw you don't gotta do a two-hour smackdown like, I'm sure Fox and USA Network, they probably have a bunch of shows that they can air instead of Raw's last hour, you know what I mean? And at this point, there's things bigger than the ratings, right? I don't think anyone cares about the ratings for any show right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not fun to watch, man. It's not fun to watch. I have so many of my friends that don't watch wrestling because I don't really have a lot of friends, like, here that watch wrestling. And they'll see, like, you know when Stone Cold came out and there was no crowd? And he yeah. was, like, talking. And then my friends just kept sending me, sending me that because it kind of went viral. And they're like, yo, what is this? LOL, LOL. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, to be honest, the way I see it, this kind of all hurts wrestling, like, and how it's viewed. 
Because, like, people are sitting there watching it just to, like, check it out, like a casual fan or whatever. And they'll be like, this actually makes it worse because you see how unreal it is. Even though everybody knows that wrestling isn't real. But, like, even with this, it, it, it makes it seem a little more awkward. Because the crowd plays a big factor in, you know, how these matches happen and yeah. the feel for it. Especially, like, the momentum of a match. It's the momentum, it's the feel, it's everything. It's the aura of wrestling. And that's the thing. I don't really like shitting on wrestling now. Like, I'm not one of those guys who just complains about everything. But for, this just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, I get it why they're mm-hmm. doing it. It's kind of like, you have WrestleMania set up, just get to that point, figure out everything later. And I get it. They have commitments with USA Network and Fox. But it's like, at what cost, man? At this point, you're kind of just devaluing your product. Because it's like, you watch it and you're like, what am I watching? What is mm-hmm. this? Like, it just doesn't feel special. And if anything, it's like, how many people are going to just come across it and then be like, why would I watch this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a good thing, but I get it, right? Like, there's a business side of it and then there's the fan side of it, so I get it. But it just doesn't feel like it's worth it, to be honest. And I I don't know if, like, if it's the placement of Becky Lynch standing there and then starting a promo and then going, now let's watch my match from last year's WrestleMania. And then the ma- the match ends, you know, 30, 45 there. minutes later, she's still standing there and then cuts another promo. Yeah, and I'm like, that and I'm like, it's too yeah. awkward. It's because number one, that's a whole lot of time between the promos. So you don't even remember what she was talking about before it even started. So it's, I don't know. To me, if you just put all of the segments, right, for like the first hour, hour and a half, and that is all, you know, performance center stuff, and then you play the old stuff afterwards, that makes more sense than splitting things up where it's current promo and then past match, current promo, past match, like they've been doing these last couple weeks. The thing is, they don't even have to do like, okay, the first SmackDown that was without a crowd, I get it. Right, mm-hmm. it was kind of like you know what these are the circumstances. We don't know how serious it's gonna get, but the more serious it got, it's kind of like you don't have to do stuff in the ring. You don't have to do like performance center stuff. Like what it reminds me of, you know, when you watch like you just make I don't know, make like promo videos, make hype videos, do like the one-on-one interviews backstage in a different environment or something. You know how like Taker did the stuff in the graveyard or where, like somewhere in the dark. I saw the screenshot mm-hmm. of it. Like, that's fine, because at that point, you're not looking at an empty ring with no seats, and it just doesn't look awkward. It's like, do sit-down interviews, do promos, do, like, hype-up stuff, do, like, flashbacks of people's careers. Like, instead of showing full matches, like, do, like, a breakdown of someone's career, because you know how the WWE is. They're so good at making video packages. Mm-hmm. Just make some of the most elite video packages you can do, and, like, just promote the show, get to WrestleMania, and call it day. But, like, the whole match aspect, it just seems so, like... It just seems waste, man. Like, the music plays, these wrestlers come out, you have random wrestlers on commentary. Like, I get it. They're trying to do the best of the situation. But, like, it just feels like they're devaluing the product, right? Like, and it just doesn't... They're over. they're overthinking it, too. Because they're like, oh, yeah, if, sure. if Seth Rollins is going to cut a promo on Kevin Owens, they have to be at the ring. Seth is going to stand at the top, and then KO is going to be in the ring. I'm like, like what I th- it's a what big, empty cool area. Was... Nobody's going to yell over everybody, you know? Do you remember when John Cena and Michael Cole had that promo? Mm-hmm. Like, that was fine because it was just Michael Cole and John Cena standing in the ring and they're just talking, mm-hmm. right? But when you have, like, Seth Rollins and someone's in front of him and they're just, like, talking, it's like, for what 
why? Like, there's no audience. There's no nothing here. What are you guys trying to do? You're not going to get a reaction from anything. It's just... I don't know, but at and the end still of the day, using right? a mic, still using a mic when there's no audience is really, it really <laughs> makes no real sense. Like in life, like these, these are like the things that they're like, oh, we, we have to make it feel like it's still raw and SmackDown, but you don't. Like everybody knows what's going on in real life and why you can't do it. So make it a smaller thing, but making it feel bigger at the same time because now you can pre-record stuff, edit some things in. And make it feel like something bigger with effects and, you know, stuff like that. But Yeah, I mean, the promos, like, when they do promos where it's just, like, one person backstage and there's no crowd or anything, those are fire. Like, the Undertaker mm-hmm. promo was good and, like, that makes sense. But it just kind of gets too, like, I don't know, how do you get into something when you're just sitting there and there's a man in a ring? There's two men <laughs> in the ring or two women and there's no audience. There's no nothing and it just looks like they're practicing. Exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. You were playing WWE 2K story mode, and then it's in the performance center. It's like the audience glitched out or something. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. got like 2K20, you didn't get the proper update <laughs> file, so it just glitched out, no audience. But exactly. like, I get it, man. That's the thing. Like, I can't. People are complaining. Like, why are they doing WrestleMania? Oh, it's like, listen, it's business. You gotta do it. It's better to just stop at WrestleMania, start all over after, than just stop midway and then. Hey, four months later or five months, whenever this is ready. Yeah, so Edge and Orton are going to wrestle. It's like, no reason I care. Mm-hmm. Like, right? so that, that's it. the thing. This is where, you know, how fans have been wanting an offseason. This could possibly be it. This could be it right here. We have a reason I'm, for it to happen, and you don't have to keep going. We don't need to keep seeing this until... Think about how big the first Raw or SmackDown is going to be when this is all over. If there's a break. Yeah. Think of anything, like the NBA, the NHL, whatever. Whenever it comes back, it's going to be, like, the biggest thing ever. And imagine if you had that. You know how, like, in NBA, there's, like, the home openers or the MLB? It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. If wrestling had an off season, even if it was just a month, the first Raw back, it's going to be like, all right, I got to watch this. What's going to happen now? But now it's like you have the Raw after WrestleMania. You're excited for it. And the next week, it's just back to the same old stuff. Exactly. Because right. there's no, there's no, like, real reset. Like, the Raw after Mania is supposed to be that, but it's not because it's recapping what happened the day before. And they get too into the recapping that something new that happens doesn't really get its moment. Exactly. Because it doesn't get, you can't let it breathe. Exactly. It's like something happens at WrestleMania, like when Seth Rollins won the title at WrestleMania Money in the Bank, it's like, imagine if they didn't have Raw for like two, three weeks after that. And everyone's like, oh, yo, I wonder what they're going to do. Like, wow, Seth Rollins cashed in in the main event of WrestleMania. Wow, like it builds anticipation. It sinks in. But then you go on Raw the next night. Seth Rollins cuts like an average promo. I don't remember what he did. But like, say someone comes out, cuts an average promo. It's like, all right, we're back to back to regularly scheduled programming. Now you got to wait a year again. Because that's, you know, WrestleMania is the biggest show. Like, sometimes it's done properly. Like, do you remember when Roman killed the Undertaker at WrestleMania? The next oh, day he yeah, came yeah. out and he got booed out of the building. Like, that like that was cool. Like, that made sense. It's the next night. People hate you. But most of the time, it's kind of like you can use a breather after WrestleMania most of the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the stuff with, like, Dolph Ziggler, where Dolph Ziggler won the title. And then he beat Del Rio because he cashed in. But then after that, he just, I know he got injured, but still, you don't really remember anything after him winning the title. 
like things like that because the 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 machine is so big and it, it's always continuing you don't remember the the event you just remember that one moment see that's the thing i don't know like the offseason i don't know if it should be during wrestlemania maybe it should be after SummerSlam. like i don't know when it should be but i definitely think there should at least be like a week or two you know what i mean at the bare minimum just give everyone some time off because you know the thing is there's so much content that they want you to watch it's like how much wrestling can i really can i really watch because like that's the thing for me it's like i make videos on wrestling right i make content on wrestling and then you want me to watch raw then you want me to watch nxt and then there's like nxt uk and then there's smackdown and i I know what the whole thing is you don't have to watch it but Mm -hmm. the thing is it's like it's still they want you to watch it right so it's like they're trying to put all this stuff on the air on content it just gets too much man it just gets too overwhelming and then you don't watch it because it's too much and then you kind of lose a little bit of interest like it doesn't hit the same you know what i mean and once you once you lose like like me right there's there'll be some weeks where i don't watch and i just miss everything but when you do watch you feel like you gain nothing at all so with that it's like sometimes there i i guarantee you there's like a pocket of fans that just stop watching for months at a time and then maybe they'll just check out some pay-per-views and stuff like that to get back into it but after that like trying to watch every single week it's it's a task it's like it's not even fun it's more like a job once you get into it see the thing is i don't mind watching smackdown for some reason smackdown to me is like it's easy to watch because it's only two hours Mm -hmm. right and I don't know. I just never, ever since it went on Fox, I started watching SmackDown every now and then. I never had an issue with it. Like, I can just put it on in the background and I'll just watch it. Whereas Raw, I'll try putting it on the background, but it just keeps dragging and dragging and dragging. And then by like 10 o'clock, I'm already sleepy. I don't know. The three hours really hurts Raw. And that's the thing with Raw. I, I'll say that to me, I like Raw because there'll be those random promos. Like, for no reason, you just get a really good promo out the blue from somebody. And before, like, this whole corona thing took over, they, there was some moments and there were some really good matches. Like, there'll be, like, ever since they called Angel Garza up and they put him to fill in for Andrade because he was out for that month, he was putting on some real good matches with Ray and I think Humberto at one point. So, Raw, they would put on some, like, random really good matches and then, then the give other you some, hour- like... Exactly. Would be the most boring hour ever. And it's like, imagine if this was two hours. Imagine you got those, like, Garza and all those guys wrestling. You had mm-hmm. some other good content, and then you just ended off with uh, Edge and the Orton promo, or, you know, Randy and Beth. It's like, okay, that was fun. That was easily watchable. And I think that's why, like, AEW works well. It's just two hours content. You throw it out there, you call it a day. Whereas Raw, it's like three hours of just something good will happen but then something so boring will happen where you just kind of like mm-hmm. you kind of forget what happened before that and then it's just like this big like oh here's another commercial break and then here's a, another boring promo and it just gets too much and that's the thing like another thing with that helps with AEW is that um for me I feel like the fans want to like it so they're yeah, ready for for, sure, for, for sure. any information to come in and they'll be like yeah yeah we'll rock with that and if they don't like it like with uh the Luke Harper situation, they'll sit there and they'll be like, oh, it's only been two weeks. You got to let them, you know, get into the flow of things. Whereas in in Raw or SmackDown, you look at anybody there, they're buried from the day one on the internet. No, like, this is the dumbest thing ever. No, like, WWE fans are, I don't know, man. Especially, like, 
on the internet it's just something else like i don't i try my best to not follow people on twitter who are overly negative or anything but it's just it's hard to avoid because so many people retweet it and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yo they just take it so seriously it's like yo just watch the show you know what yeah, I mean? that's just, the thing they forget that it's a show sometimes i'm like just relax like the show is gonna keep going whether you watch it or not because to be honest there's more kids that watch the show every day than there are grown-ass people complaining on the internet like you ask any kid that watches wrestling i never complained about wrestling as a kid i I just watched watched it for what it was exactly edge destroyed all my favorite wrestlers all right man what do you want me to do about it yeah (laughs) that's all that's all it was you know john cena wins i was happy that's all i I needed to see i think that's where like wrestling stops becoming a hobby and it just becomes like tradition almost where it's kind of like you're so used to watching it you feel like you have to watch it. Like, you can't let mm-hmm. go of this part of your life because it's like, if I stop watching wrestling now, 18 years of my life or 20 years of my life, I've invested in here. It's a waste. What was the point of that? So it's yeah. kind of like these people force themselves to watch it, even though it's like they don't want to watch it, which is fine. You don't, you can stop watching wrestling. Like, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like, that's not going to take away the memories of your past, of your childhood. It's like, What's the point of torturing yourself and being negative and just crying about everything and complaining if you're not going to enjoy it no matter what happens? Exactly. And it's like, a, but there are some people who also, they get, they get more interactions if they say something bad as opposed to them saying something good, I guess. Yeah, but not everything's about the clout. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I could easily go out there and start complaining about everything. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to complain, it has to be something really serious for me to complain about something on Twitter. Because the thing is, when you're negative about something, the clout that you're going to get from it, it's not going to stay for a long time. Like, it's not going to be something that is worth it. Because take it like this. Say I go on Twitter, and I'm always complaining about wrestling, right? And people follow me for wrestling stuff. And they see that, like... Yo, this guy keeps tweeting about how wrestling is this, Raw is that, SmackDown is that. Why do I watch it? Why do I follow this guy who all he does is tweet about it? Like, that's not good content or good clout. Because you're just going to be known as that person who tweets about wrestling being bad. So when people yeah. start watching it, they're not going to care what you tweet about because all you do is tweet about wrestling being bad. And it's not even, like, creative judgments. Like, uh... You know, like, oh, this is how it would be better. Even though, like, most opinions go unheard because nobody really cares. Like, you know, the people in charge aren't on Twitter. And if they are, they have, like, people that do it for them. So it's even, it's getting filtered out either way. But it's like, you know, if you're going to have a criticism, at least be creative with it. I'm not trying to hear, all right, that was bad. Well, why was it bad? Um, Well, you know, I just said it was bad. You know, that does nothing for nobody. You're gaining nothing. Like, yo, the thing is, people, um, they find, like, the most random things to be mad about. And it's like, okay, so Ricochet went to the Saudi show, got squashed. I have mm-hmm. one question. What the hell did you think was going to happen? <laughs> well, they thought he was going to put on a five-star uh, Tokyo Bro, Dome performance Kane with Brock. Kane Vel- <laughs> Velasquez lasted two minutes. What the hell was Ricochet going to do? You know what I mean? Like, what do you expect to happen? Yo, and you think Ricochet is mad about that? You think Ricochet thinks he got buried? Bro, Ricochet went to Saudi Arabia in front of, like, what, 30,000, 40,000 people, wrestled for the championship. He had his face on a poster. He got paid money for a WWE championship match. You think he cares? You think that if, that, if you think that's being buried going in a WWE match, that's not what burying is. If this was, like, 
the 2000s or 99, everyone would be getting buried. You know how in 99 and 2000, there was like a title change like every other week. People would think The Rock is getting buried. The Rock was booked like, I don't want to say trash in 2000, but he was pretty like, okay, The Rock lost at WrestleMania in the main event. Imagine Mm -hmm. if that happened now. Imagine if like, I don't know who's, there's no Rock equivalent, but I don't know who does, who's someone that everyone loves. I don't know. Let's say like Cena and Roman, if they faced each other in the main event. No, not even that. Say The Fiend. Everyone loves The Fiend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if The Fiend lost at WrestleMania. Oh, my God. This happened at a Saudi show he lost and they complained. But imagine at WrestleMania. Oh, my God. The Fiend is buried. He's dead. He can never recover. Bro, The Rock lost at WrestleMania to a heel Triple H. Like, it doesn't matter. You, yo, No one's buried unless you want them to be buried. For example, MVP was on a losing streak for like a year, maybe two years. It was a very long time. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine if that happened with somebody now. I guess Zack Ryder maybe. or I don't even know who's lost that much now. But it, it's like you don't really remember all these losses unless you're putting all your thoughts into that. Because they they look at losses now as, all right, you lose one time, you're never going to get buried. that win back ever. You're buried. You're, you're buried. Oh Instant buried. Because if you how? if you think about it, these are the people who can't lose in the in the mind of the internet. You got Daniel Bryan, you got The Fiend, you got Undertaker, you got AJ Styles, you have Nakamura, Oscar. The thing is, Alistair all those Blackie. guys, they they don't mind losing themselves. You think AJ Styles cares if he wins or loses? He just wants to have a good match. Yo, the thing is, talent always prevails. It doesn't matter if you're winning or if you're losing. Like, do you remember Daniel Bryan from? When is when he made it to WrestleMania? Do you think people remember him losing to Randy Orton every pay per view, or losing mm-hmm. to the Big Show, or losing like? Yes, it helped advance the story, but at the end of the day, if you're good, you're good. It doesn't matter if you win. It doesn't matter if you lose. Like obviously, it matters, but you know what I mean. In the general scope of things, a few losses they're not you being buried. It's like the say Ricochet somehow starts getting hot again, right? Mm-hmm. Now he has his angle. I had a match against Brock Lesnar. I went in there. I got destroyed, right? That motivated me. This, you know, this helped me get better than ever. Like, that's an angle right there that they made from the loss that, if anything, could help him, right? So it's like, not everything is about you getting buried. And the main point is, no one can be buried unless the fans think they're being buried. Like, you're not going to, like, stop. If you stop caring about a wrestler, that's when they're kind of getting buried. You know what I mean? Like, you have to make that decision. Like, you know what? I'm not interested in a... I'm not interested in The Fiend anymore. I'm not going to react. That's when someone's going to get buried, right? You're not... If The Fiend could lose every match, but if you keep cheering him, right? If you keep buying the merch, that's... Like, how is he being buried then? Because eventually exactly. he's going to get that opportunity. That's what happened with Daniel Bryan. They tried to bury him, but the fans didn't allow the burial to happen. So that's what you got to do instead of, like you know, crying about it, and then, oh, I lost interest in The Fiend. No, you dumbass. If anything, this is a time where you should be a bigger Fiend fan than ever. And the thing was, like, people like, oh, Fiend lost a Goldberg career over, joke of a reign. Bro, he's gonna verse, he was going, like, he is, but he was going to verse John Cena at WrestleMania. If you think that's a burial, yo, you're tripping. Exactly. Especially with the, John Cena had to come out and specifically say he wants to put someone over at WrestleMania, so he wasn't gonna have a match. And everyone knows him having a match with someone is better for their career than it is him not not having a match at all. Bro, first of all, The Fiend was going to lose to Roman Reigns regardless of WrestleMania. (laughs) 
so why does it matter if he lost it to Goldberg or if he lost to Roman Reigns? At the end of the day, this is better for him because he's going to go to Cena. He's going to have a program that honestly, I w- I'm going to see him work. So whatever, I'm kind of biased. <laughs> but what would you be more interested in? Roman versus The Fiend where you know The Fiend's going to lose? Mm-hmm. Or John Cena versus Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt's trying to avenge his WrestleMania 30. That was his debut, right? WrestleMania debut. He got lost. He tried everything. And that victory haunted him for the past six years. And now he's back. He wants to destroy John Cena. He wants to get his mojo back. He lost the title. But now, you know what? He doesn't care about the title. He just wants vengeance. Like, isn't that not a good storyline? Which, and that also fits his his storyline that he's had, that he has been doing. Like, his whole thing as the Fiend. Besides that Goldberg loss, which was, I still feel like Goldberg might beat Roman, keep the title, and then lose to The Fiend later on, but we'll talk about that later on. But his whole story arc has been avenging all of those big losses that he's had as Bray Wyatt, because The Fiend can help him get that win. Yeah, exactly. And when you look at the character of The Fiend, yo, he doesn't need the championship. Mm Mm-hmm. He never the did. Undertaker, the Undertaker for years was never a champion. But he was still the Undertaker. Now, I'm not saying they're on the same level, but when you have a character like that, you're not like Daniel Bryan where, oh my God, I'm in the wrestling business to be champion. It's the fucking fiend. He's a psychopath. Nobody knows what he is. You think he wakes up caring about the championship? He just wants to destroy people. So exactly. It's like, so not every character needs a championship. How many times was Kane champion from 98 to like 2001 when he was at his best? You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. The belt is not for everyone, and, and it I'm doesn't have like to you, be. You can yeah, exactly. You can be in a in a in attraction in and of yourself, the way exactly. Undertaker was in the nineties. Kane, you know those people. If you got the sauce, you got the sauce. You don't need a belt. The belt doesn't make the wrestler. The wrestler makes the belt. Mm-hmm. It's the right? character. So, the better your character is, the less you need the belt. Like Roman hasn't had the title in. He. I don't think he's had any titles since he came back from remission. Or I can't remember any titles that he's had because he doesn't need it. Bro, you think John Cena needs a belt? It's John Cena. <laughs> right, like, if anything, he put people on with the U.S. title when he had it. Remember when he was having those matches with, like, uh, Neville and Cody Rhodes and stuff like that? Like, to me, like, even when I was a kid watching old VHSs, Stone Cold never needed the belt. Like, yeah, when he had it, it was cool. He was champion, but... Stone Cold was just a cool guy running around, like, stunnering people, like, drinking beer, like... It was never like, wow, he needs the belt. Whereas some wrestlers, I get it, they need the belt. Like, Edge needed the belt. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the whole allure of Edge was this is a piece of shit who somehow is always champion and he's always <laughs> figuring out. If Edge didn't have the belt, nobody would have really cared about Edge because it's like, what is he really screwing over? But he was screwing over the champions and that's why we hated him, right? And it gave you something as a John Cena fan to be like, oh, he's working to get this belt. Like, with John Cena chasing a title is the best version of John Cena because it gave him a reason for you to watch him. Like, when he was facing JBL or the big show at WrestleMania, I think it was 20, you know, an edge at, uh, I don't even remember what pay-per-view it was, but it was, like, things like that where you were like, oh, Cena's trying to beat the odds and get this as opposed to, all right, Cena's beating everybody with the title for, for 30 straight months. Well, Undertaker would be, like, world champion it didn't really matter to me i'm still the undertaker Mm -hmm. i don't care if he's champion or if he's not it doesn't 
make me more excited to see him that he's champion now it's like all right it's the undertaker he's a dead man he's a he's a phenom like why does it matter if he's a chase bigger than the bell almost you know what i mean yeah and i feel like that's what it is with the fiend it's like he doesn't need the belt yes it was cool he had it but it's not the end of the world that you lost it and uh another thing besides the belt of B- and and losing to somebody like a brock lesnar or goldberg or roman where they say if you lose you're buried another thing that doesn't make sense to me is if you open the cu- if you open up a pay-per-view card that's a burial it never made sense to me why people would think that way because if anything you're the first thing people see when they cut the pay-per-view on you know yeah for sure so it's it's one of those things where the internet if if you're doing anything besides holding the title you're being buried. Yo, the thing, random little thing that came to my head. You know why I think AEW works so well? Like obviously the fans are into it, but the other thing is, every Dynamite show for some reason, it just seems like it's either going to be the greatest show ever, or like there's just hype for it. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. just like a vibe to it where it's like, yo, shit's gonna go down on AEW tonight. I don't know, it's just weird, where it's raw, it's like, it's just so programmed, like, alright, shit, we gotta watch exactly. Raw today, whereas AEW, it's like, yo, I wonder what the hell is gonna happen now. And then NXT, the, the counter-programming to AEW, or vice versa, the The problem with NXT is that NXT, you know, is gonna be solid either way, like, you're never gonna get a really bad NXT show, it's just really consistent. And it's then people little, are, yo, NXT is way too predictable for me, man. I don't know. It just seems so like it's just NXT at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yo, I'm be, well, how do you think? Yeah. How, how do you think it's predictable? Like, what makes it that for you? I, it's just like obviously they do some twists and turns where you don't mm-hmm. expect it, but for some reason, nothing happens on NXT where it's like, all right, wow, this is interesting. It's kind of just like, oh, I, they probably were gonna do this. Like they do what makes sense, and they, I don't want to say they do the safe way, but it's just like. I don't know, there's just a vibe with NXT for some reason where lately i just not been interested in it. And I think one thing that really kind of ruined it for me was, is it just me or is every NXT main event now just kind of too much? The the match itself, for me, I feel like, yes, especially the Johnny Gargano matches because he is like the John Cena of NXT where he will kick out of everything multiple times you know, in one match. It's not even you just know? him now, it's everyone now. Mm-hmm. Like, they have this formula of an NXT main event, and it's, I don't the know. False finish any, heavy. It, it just, you know, at a certain point, it's kind of like, you lose interest. Or you, it's hard to be invested in it when you already know they're going to kick out of, like, 50 finishers. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's like, the whole point of the match, they just, like, I think every wrestling match, the whole point is to build up to the finish and then do a few false finishes. Like, that's what wrestling is now. But for NXT, it just seems like every month we kind of get, like, the same match with just different wrestlers, obviously. But it's just the same, okay, he's going to reverse everything I do. I'm going to reverse everything he does. We slug it out. The fans are going to be chanting NXT, NXT. We might go outside, maybe break a table or something, fight on the barricade, go back in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit my finisher. He's going to reverse it. And they just do, like, nonstop just false finishes, false finishes, where it's kind of like, I just kind of get zoned out a little bit. Like, oh. He kicked out of that. Like, it's not even like, oh, my God, he kicked out. I was like, yeah. really? He well, kicked out of that? I feel like in person is much, it's a way better feeling as opposed to watching it on TV because we know at this certain time, this is when the show is going to end. It's not going to end 10 minutes into the match. Like, because we know that, you know, what time the shows always end and start or whatever. 
So I feel like that's the reason why false fin- finishes don't make sense now, especially going into a main event match at somewhere like NXT. Yeah, I just feel like it's becoming too, like... And then, yo, they're doing the Gargano and uh, Johnny thing again. It's like, how many years has it been? Oh, Two yeah, years? the Ciampa and uh, Gargano match. Yeah, yeah, my bad. It's like, I've, what else can they do? They Didn't they have, like, a last man standing match? Like, we were there for it, right? Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what more can they do? And that's the thing. It's like... The the I know it's the injuries that have stopped this story from ending finally, and like it prolongs it six months, nine months at a time, and then it's always that very last match that they're gonna do, where the injury happens. So now it gets dragged on, and it feels like oh, it's been like three years since it started, and then you look back at it, and then like it's hard to get hype for something like this because we've seen it before. And especially with Johnny Gargano's formula, it's it's hard to get into it. You know you're gonna get a really solid match either way, but you know going into it, it's that finisher, that first one that hits, is not gonna be the last one, and you're gonna be in the, in the match for another 20 minutes or whatever. Literally, it's like yo, one finisher hits. Oh, okay, the match started. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's it's crazy, but I feel like they have to switch that formula. I don't know if they've noticed or they want to fix it. Because people go crazy about it online. Like, you know, it's very gif-heavy stuff, you know? Like, especially you, you should know, like, oh, this guy just hit uh, uh, a Canadian destroyer off the top rope onto the outside. And he kicked out at one and rolled out the ring and then walked around some, some you know? Yeah, man. It's uh, I feel like if Jim Ross or, like, Jim Cornette watched NXT, they would have, like, a seizure. Especially oh. like a main event, bro. It'll be it'll be a wrap, man. Like they already hate. I don't know how Jim Ross calls AEW in the first place. Because remember a while ago, he used to roast it. Like they don't sell, they don't do this. Mm-hmm. Now he's working for them, but hey, it's fine. But I'm mean, Jim Cornette, man. If that guy watched like the last NXT main event, I feel like he would actually <laughs> have a seizure. Well, there was. I remember a couple when AEW and NXT started. He was watching both of them for that month to see which one was better, and even he. When he would give the NXT breakdown, right? Let's say the segment was like 40 minutes long on that pack on that podcast. He'd talk about NXT for like five minutes. Like, oh, yeah, this match was really good. Uh, these people are really good wrestlers. They're built very yo, nice. Yo, they N- look like the wrestlers. The thing about NXT is I love the undercard. I oh. love, like, the women's matches and everything. Like, the undercard is fire. It's just for some reason when the main event happens, I'm just like, all right, here we go. Typical NXT TakeOver main event episode 55. Exactly. But the undercards are yo amazing. The undercards, beautiful. And it feels different because you know you don't know when it's going to end. So, you know, you, they're always showing new faces. Like, there'll be, uh, um, damn, I can't even remember these people's names. But, oh, all right. So, you'll, you'll see people on the undercard like Punishment Martinez go with Donovan Dijek, or I believe that's his last name. And they'll have a match, and then you'll be like, oh, these are two big guys, and you haven't seen them before, and they're going to have a match. And then the match happens, and you're like, this is the craziest match between two, you know, 6'5 guys that you'll see. And then you'll, they'll put on a really good, like, women's title match, and then you walk away from that like, oh, wow, NXT, they have a primary focus on, ha- on putting over a women's wrestling match. And then you get to the main event, and then that's when the things kind of go downhill because the main event picture there is very, it's very rotating between Adam Cole, yeah, Gargano, yeah. and Ciampa. 
You know. That's the thing. I, I yo, are those guys ever gonna move on? Like I, I've hear, I've heard like yo, Chomp was like, I want to stay in NXT forever. It's like, really, man. Like, uh, I think and, that was the whole allure of NXT was it was this rotating like, yo, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and like Drew McIntyre, and all these mm-hmm. guys coming in and coming out, Nakamura, Samoa Joe, and that's what made it interesting because you're like, yo, you know, these guys are only gonna be here six months, eight months, a year, right? So. This is like a, an attraction. It's something mm-hmm. special. And now you've seen Undisputed Era for the past three years. You've seen Gargano, Wilding, and Ciampa for the past three, four years. It's like, what happens to NXT being an attraction where it's like, yo, Samoa Joe's in NXT. I gotta watch this while I can mm-hmm. before he goes on the main roster and never has a five-star match again or something, <laughs> right? Like, with, with NXT, it was way better when every year the, 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 the card would be different. And then that's what like, like what you just said, where it's like Adam Cole facing Johnny Gargano again for the fourth time. I think they had like two, two out of three false matches. Where you're Yo, like, well, the, what was the pro- was, what was the point of the second one if you just had a first one? I was there for the uh, the one in Toronto. I was there, and the ending was they both went through the table off the cage, and he pinned him. And it's like, oh man, the way he won. What? Let me guess. They're gonna probably run this back again. They're going to show the clip. He barely won. Let's do it again. Like, you had two, two out of three falls matches, man. Like, those, if, yo, if there's any match that should end a feud, it's that. Exactly. Three stages of a hell match, right? But, I don't know, man. What do we know? But the thing is, yo, the fans love it. And then, but, I don't know. One thing that I've learned after, like, studying wrestling and looking into it, the fans' reactions in the building are not the only things you should be looking at, man. Mm -hmm. Because... In WCW, in 99, 2000, WCW was the absolute shits, right? <laughs> Hulk Hogan would come out, and everybody in the audience would go fucking mental. But, first of all, they paid for their ticket. They're seeing Hulk Hogan. Of course they're going to cheer. So, Eric Bischoff and all these idiots, not idiots, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> they'll see this, and, and they'll be like, oh, Hogan is, is 99, it's 2000, he's still getting these reactions. Uh, make him champion. Do this. I was like... That's not you can't just base it off the audience reaction because they want to cheer. They're not gonna pay to not cheer, right? Like exactly. And then it's like, but then you look at the TV ratings. It's like, oh, when Hogan was on, ratings went down, or you know, people drifted away. It's like there's so many factors, and you can't just look at audience reaction. Like, it's it's a huge factor. I mean it, but what I mean is like when you're looking at a main event, there's a difference in audience reactions when someone's cutting a promo on like NXT. Mm-hmm. And the audience reaction when they're in a pay-per-view match because it's like, yo, Manny, we paid like 80 bucks to be here. We're not going to just sit here. We're obviously going to be into it, right? Mm-hmm. But you kind of got to like look at the larger picture. It's like we've seen these matches a bunch of times. They've done all these false finishes. It's always going to be entertaining for in person. But how would this How It's like, I don't know who books it. Like Triple H. Like if Triple H, if you were if you weren't working and you were watching this on TV and for the past six months you've seen the same takeover main event, would you still be entertained? Exactly. Like, yeah, the fans are, but on TV, are they? I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm just a mark who doesn't know anything, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, these are, once again, these are all opinions. You know, this is how we feel. People could feel otherwise if they do. Hit us up, I guess, and tell us how you feel if, that's, if that'll make you feel better. But this is just, you know, what we take away from watching these things. And I feel like now is a perfect time to get into the WrestleMania card. It is WrestleMania week. 
Um, today is Wednesday. The episode will be out Thursday morning. So you still got a couple days before. Yo, today's Thursday. You know, Mania. Oh yeah, it is Thursday. Today's Thursday. Oh wait, it's dead ass Thursday. Yeah. Oh, today is Thursday. <laughs> the episode will come out Friday. This is before SmackDown. Um, we're gonna give our breakdown on the card. I guess we'll start in the order. That I just want to say, Ticketmaster, give, give me my refund. Please. Oh, my God. I need my money. I need my money. I can't pay my credit card <laughs> until you idiots pay me. Like, I can pay it, but I don't want to be negative balance on my credit card. What the hell am I going to do with that? Yo, uh, this is a lot of money. Me and... Oh, this is a perfect time to explain. Pavan and I were supposed to go to Mania together. We booked the Airbnb with all our friends and everything. We were good to go. Perfect. Corona was like, yeah, give me a second. Hold on. I'm going to take over the world real quick. And now... We got floor seats. We, yo, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If there is a WrestleMania <laughs> next year, I'm going ringside, bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm paying the premium. The prem- We were going to be ringside this year, too. But I'm going as closer than I have ever been before. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm being camera side, front row. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if I have to get a, like a loan from the bank, man. I'm not. No, man. This tease was too much. Because I thought I was finally <laughs> going to see John Cena. But no. No. <laughs> Yo, you should have seen Pavan. He would text me every day like... Uh, price updates on SmackDown because he was like, "Oh, John Cena is going to be on SmackDown before uh, before Mania, so we can get these ringside tickets front row." I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I want to do that, bro. But- I was dead ass ready to spend like fifteen hundred on ringside <laughs> tickets to SmackDown. I'm not even joking. That's how excited I was for this bullshit, man. But looking back, I feel I'm never turning down any plans to go out. I'm not doing any of that anymore. I'm leaving my house more than ever when this is all over. I refuse to be in this situation ever again in life. This is crazy. This is a wake up call that we just have to say yes and do it, even though it would have got canceled anyway. But still, yo, the thing is, I thought I was living my life perfectly. Like, yo, I've been traveling there for the past like two, three years, like Mexico. I even went to New York and like Italy, Vancouver, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But now with this thing, it feels like I barely did anything, and I should have done it was nothing. more than that. Yeah, it's like yo, fuck, man, what are we doing? <laughs> like now, now you're gonna see the most amount of money being spent in every single market. Now people are gonna want to leave. Then nobody's gonna want to be home ever again after this. And Romania's in L.A. Like, oh, we have to, we have to do it up. That's a wrap, man. I'm going front row. John Cena shirt. I'm gonna catch John Cena shirt. I don't care if I have to beat up a little kid. I don't care if I have to like hit a motherfucker with a chair. I am catching John Cena shirt. I don't want the headband. I don't want the hat. I don't want the elbow pads. I want his shirt. And bro. I'm getting it, bro. Now we I just have God. to pray that this is the last we hear about Corona. So this these dreams can happen. Because we've we've come too close, you know? And had it taken away. Bro. I was supposed to be there. We were supposed to be there right now. Like, we were literally yeah. supposed to be in Florida right now. Right now, we should be getting ready to go to Wale Mania. That's what would have been happening right now. You know? But I would have been are. so drunk right now. But no, I'm in my mom's basement. <laughs> I still have to be. Va- I'm taking a vacation from work for this. There's, like, I really hate that I have to be home. Yo. If you go on my Instagram, one of my highlights is the WrestleMania logo. It was supposed to be my highlights of WrestleMania. All you see is a ticket. 
nothing else after that, and there's never going to be anything oh else after God. that. That's just so depressing. But even more depressing is that Mania is still going on. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I am not that excited. Like from a one to ten, my excitement is probably at a four, maybe a five. Yeah, and I don't know is, about I'm not you. excited. I'm not really excited. But what else are we gonna do? Yeah, like, we're going to be home anyway, yeah. <laughs> right, Bro, like, what else are we going to do? I've been playing Grand Theft Auto from 11 a.m. to 5 a.m. every single day since Saturday. Like, I, I, that's the most fun I can have at this moment, being home, you know? And baking cakes. Because it was my yeah, birthday. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Life is... But yeah, man, so the matches, there's a ladder match. Um, that's interesting. With no fans. That's yeah. That's going to be... Uh, the... <laughs> You're it's literally gonna, s- gonna hear like, who's in them? I think the New Day, right? So be like, Kofi, uh, please don't break your neck or something. They're probably gonna be yelling at each other. <laughs> All you see is like ladders just breaking and pew pew pew. I was like, oh shit, this is much more rough than I uh, remember the ladder matches being. That that is gonna be very interesting to see. What that's what I've noticed from all of these matches with no audience. It's very interesting because you know like that they do like spot calling in the match. And then now that's kind of taken away because you're being recorded. But maybe, you know, these are filmed beforehand and it's being edited for Mania yeah, on Saturday. No, and they, are. they yeah, are. Yeah, so they, they have the luxury of doing that still. But I do want to hear. It, it'll be interesting to watch how this plays out. Yo, I feel, I don't know. Like We're going to be sitting there watching a ladder match in front of an empty audience. Like, I don't even know if that's wrestling anymore. That just looks like we're watching people torture themselves, bro. Like, they're just going to be jumping through ladders and stuff, just falling off for literally no reason. No no crowd reaction, no nothing. It's oh going to be carnage. God. It's going to be carnage to watch. But you got The Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos. Uh, who do you have in that one? Uh, Honestly, I think The Miz and John Morrison are probably going to retain. But... Uh, either or like you can't go wrong with any of them to be honest yeah th- this is a very stacked tag team match like th- this Yo, is something this that had, has been a sleeper bro if this had an audience i would be so excited oh, if they this would go nuts. was like at wrestlemania like the real <laughs> wrestlemania oh my god bro this would be like i don't think anything's ever gonna top like the tlc's from back in the day mm-hmm. but if something was gonna get like pretty wild and something was gonna be memorable it was probably gonna be these guys like you have john morrison's probably gonna be doing some next flips i can only imagine of Usos, they're crazy kofi kingston's probably gonna be like walking on ladders and stuff like and then biggie so with a ladder talent. a hoss he's just gonna be you know picking it like up this- probably smack swinging it around going crazy pause like this is still gonna be fun at the end of the day it's a ladder match right like we're just joking around it's still gonna be fun but yo with an audience this could have been something special exactly this that would have been a a match i would have been looking forward to seeing you know ringside but you know we gotta digress Yeah, you know you know there has to be a pandemic apparently right (laughs) fuck us right couldn't happen last year right now what about the the other tag team match from raw you have the street profits versus Uh austin theory and angel garza yeah, I think Street Profits, easy dub. That's probably going to be a whatever match to be. Like, not a whatever match. It's just going to be like a, a match you'd probably see on Raw, to be honest. Now, I don't want to downplay this, but Austin Theory, I've been to a couple MLW shows, Evolve events and stuff like that, and he is... Keep your eye on him, Pavan. 
He is the next John Cena. That's my hot take. <laughs> I promise you, this guy, this guy is gonna go crazy. He's a really solid wrestler, and he has a look and everything like that. And then Angel Garza, he's another, you know, solid. He's like Eddie Guerrero Jr. type of thing. That's the vibe I'm getting from him. I know these are two very bold takes, but I'm going to stick down. with him. I'm down. Um, but, yeah, right. I think I have the Street Profits coming out with this one. Their, their momentum's Yo. going high, and I see it going higher. If there's one match that I think is going to be fire without a crowd, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, to be honest, like... That's yes, going to be crowd, would be. That's what I mean. Like that, obviously, would be 10 times better with a crowd. But if there's any two guys I want to watch wrestle without a crowd, I'll watch those two because it's like, it'll feel like they're kind of practicing, but mm-hmm. it'll just feel like they're just trying to beat. Like, they're just so good at wrestling that it'll just feel like they're having like a wrestling match. Like, it's a competition. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just going to feel not real, but. They know like they know what to do to to combat not having a crowd. You know, like uh, when UFC would do the Ultimate Fighter and it would just be the camps. Yeah. And yeah, then those guys. Yeah. That's how I feel like it'll be. Yeah, I'm down. That's gonna be a fire match. I think Sami Zayn retains, which I don't mind. I think Daniel Bryan at this point just wants to put people over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sami Zayn just won the championship. He was super happy about it, and I'm happy for him too, man. Good, uh, good Canadian lad. Uh, <laughs> hope, he, hope he retains, and I think he will retain. But yo, that that's another match. If that had an audience, I feel like especially with the WrestleMania audience, with a lot of like smart fans, so to say, like they would have been really excited for that because yeah. everyone loves Daniel Bryan. People respect Sami Zayn. That would have been something special. It's like that um the Daniel Bryan match with Drew Gulak at Elimination Chamber. Yo, everybody was just happy the- to see that. Bro, they tore the house down so bad that after that, the crowd was so dead for the entire <laughs> show. Like, nobody cared about anything after that. Yo, so just imagine how that's going to play out with Sami Zayn. You know, the at one point, one of the biggest baby faces in wrestling. I still think he could be, man. That guy is such a... He's such a, like, a cool guy, bro. It's mm-hmm. just weird. Like, he's... I don't know how he's a cool guy. Like, it's not like he's, like, Rock or John Cena type cool. But he just seems like a guy I would want to chill with. Like, he just seems so, like, chill. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. One of the matches being... This has been getting built up for months, ever since, I believe, the Royal Rumble, when Charlotte picked her. So this has been a solid four months in the making. Uh, how do you feel about this one? I Yo, since this was announced, I have no idea what they were going to do. Like, I had no clue whatsoever. Like, what do you do? Do you... Does the winner of the Royal Rumble lose? Or does your NXT champion lose? You know what I mean? It's just such a... I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do here. Do you... I think, and it's for like, the title. Charlotte, just remember yeah, that. I don't, exactly. I don't know if Charlotte needs the title. But she won the Rumble. So it's kind of like... What was, I don't want to say what's the point. It's just a weird situation where it's like, if Ripley loses, it's kind of like, well, she's the NXT champion, but I guess she's not on the level of Charlotte, not on the level yeah. of the main roster. Maybe she's not about this life. But then if Charlotte wins, it's like, oh, man, Ripley lost her title yeah, to someone yeah, yeah. that's not even in NXT. It's just, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's it's very interesting to see. as Well, I guess the only good side about Charlotte winning is that Rhea's so young that you know, you can always win it back. But that is a very interesting to, thing to see. I I think I have Charlotte on this one. Yeah, like, you know, even if Charlotte wins, I'm not saying Rhea's going to get buried or anything. Yeah, it's just yeah, going to yeah. be uh, just kind of be kind of weird, I guess. You know what I mean? Because it was such a big deal when she won. Didn't, like, the 
backstage all the wrestlers come out and carry mm-hmm. her and stuff. And now she's just going to casually walk into WrestleMania and lose. I think I'd be down with Ripley to win. I think they might do Ripley because Charlotte doesn't need the win. How many more belts does she need? You know what I mean? Exactly. But um, they want to get her to that 16. So you know she has at least five to six more title victories in in, in front of her. I don't know. I think they'll. Uh, I think Ripley would take this one. All right. Another match we have going on is John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. I don't think I have to ask you who you think is going to win, but <laughs> who do you who do you think is going to win as opposed to who do you want to win? Yeah, well, the Fiend's obviously going to win, but <laughs> fuck. And it's man. a Firefly Fun uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Yo, man, if John Cena, if bro. If somehow he wins, man. It's over. Yes. I'm gonna be so happy. I would be shitting on all the marks on the timeline. I'm gonna be roasting that. I'm gonna be living my best life. I'm gonna be. That's the only way this WrestleMania will actually like redeem itself. Like it will be like, you know what? I couldn't go, but at least John Cena made every single mark angry one last time. Oh just my one God. final time, Super Cena came out and just talked that shit and just put in work. Because I miss it, man. I miss when Super Cena used to wild out and all these marks would get angry. Those were the I best days. Bro, I'm just saying, one more time wouldn't hurt nobody, bro. <laughs> all but right. nah, Fiend's going to win, though. Fiend's going to win. Now, this is one of those matches that aren't taking place inside of the PC. Or it could be, but this is the Firefly Funhouse. So, what are you look like expecting out of this one? No, it's gonna be straight out of like two K nineteen or two K twenty. Which which uh which game had the fun house? It was nineteen, right? No, twenty. That's the newest one with it? the uh no. with the fiend. I'm pretty sure one of the other ones had it too, where they had like zombie triple H and stuff. Oh and yeah, like, that's yeah. this one. because uh, you can be like in hell and having matches and shit like that. Yeah, I think um it's gonna be interesting. I think yo like matches like this and the boneyard match are gonna work so much better mm-hmm. than the other matches. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be cool. They probably do some like hallucinations and stuff. I don't know what John Cena's probably gonna be tripping on acid and just see a bunch <laughs> of visual effects and like it's like gonna be like Spielberg's directing this. That'll be a mess, but I'm down, man. I'd rather see that than Fiend out here just wiling out in front of nobody. Well, remember when uh he had the match with Orton and yeah, they yeah, try to do yeah. the effects, but it kind of doesn't work. That was horrible. That was yeah, trash. like that hopefully was they make it a better version coming up. But since you mentioned it, the Boneyard match, AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. I hope AJ Styles wins, but I don't know. Who do you think is going to win for this one? I feel The Undertaker might win this one. And I I base it solely on it's him versus three people. And I feel like if anybody's going to be AJ, Gallows, and Anderson, it's The Undertaker. Or somebody like The Undertaker, you know? Yeah, but what the hell? Yo, how long is Undertaker going to wrestle? That's what I want to know. Like, that's... What is he doing, man? AJ, well, I don't know. I feel like AJ retire. If Let's say he, if The Undertaker loses this, he retires. I mean, okay, Undertaker can't retire here. He's not going to retire in a WrestleMania with nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to do another one, probably. But... I don't know, man. Just give AJ Styles the win. Who cares? Yo, nobody cares about Undertaker wins or losses anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. After his first oh, loss, it Roman beat him. It, like it doesn't matter anymore. It does. It really. Yo, at the, Rusev could have beat him in Saudi Arabia that one time. Yeah. Nobody would have cared. <laughs> well, uh, the the Undertaker has been changing his character a little bit, leaning more towards the American badass. Yeah, which is I. I, I mean, it makes sense now, but I always hated the biker taker. I never liked him. I hated him. Never. It's garbage. 
Especially like, when I, he cut his I, hair. I, I hate when wrestlers cut their hair. I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay, I liked that more than the other badass. I, like, I liked him as a heel. That's like big evil than mm-hmm. Kid Rock American badass. <laughs> but you know what? The, yo, I think AJ Styles should win this. I think Biker Taker should come out, right? Mm-hmm. I think take AJ Styles should beat him, and they should bury Undertaker, right? Mm-hmm. And then they can do a rematch when there's actually fans and have the dead man return for one last ride. You know what I mean? That like, is a way better. I like that better than my prediction, to be honest. If you put it that way, if that happens, I'm much more of a fan of that happening. That would be pretty cool, in my opinion. Like, he comes out, bandana and all. He's ready for this Boneyard match. He's fighting, like, 2003 Taker. But AJ Styles just goes wild. I don't know, New Japan mode just tweets <laughs> on him, interferences, and they bury him. And it's like, oh, shit, Undertaker got buried at WrestleMania. And then, you know, when you do have fans, you start doing the whole AJ Styles. Okay, after this, if anything, make AJ Styles, like, a beast. Like, I don't know how they're going to continue wrestling, mm-hmm. but... Make him start, like, dominating more people. Like, he beat The Undertaker. He's on the top of the world now. He starts challenging people. starts beating everyone and anyone. But then, you know, you hear some gongs in the future. You know, you hear some demons or the ghouls or whatever. Caskets appearing. And then, yo, Deadman's back one last time. Him and AJ Styles can have that. Because I really felt like AJ could carry Taker in a ring to, like, an amazing match. So, you know what? Save it. You don't have to blow it here and have Taker win. Let them have that match because this match deserves an audience, right? You know what I mean? Like, well, if I was going to say, this match, to be honest, the best thing for it is being taped beforehand and edited because these last couple Taker matches have been, that, you know? I agree, but at the same time, if any, like I said, if anyone's going to get a fire match out of Taker, it's guys like CM Punk, it's guys like AJ Styles, like these smaller guys mm-hmm. because they don't have to rely on picking him up it's not like roman reigns trying to for some reason do a fucking tombstone to the undertaker or goldberg trying to do it it's like if yo who was the who was in that tag match it was roman and taker versus drew and who else it was drew and hold on drew this was after wasn't it after it was extreme rules 2019. Was it Shane? Yes, it was Shane. And then even the Shane, yeah, even the Shane Hell in a Cell match, that wasn't bad because they don't rely on lifting Taker. What they can do is they can cater to Taker's needs and that's like do a bunch of dives. You know what I mean? Let Mm -hmm. Taker catch them, just stuff like that. I feel like, I don't know, like in my opinion, if Taker wants to go out one more time and he wants to have that match, he needs like, you know how Ric Flair had that match with Shawn Michaels? Yeah, if there's if you're an old man and you need someone to work with, you want like an AJ Styles type of guy. Yeah, yeah, you want right. somebody that can carry the load of wrestling, where they can just do a bunch of moves that are safe. Exactly, like you know, you, you know on the CM ground. Punk, like Undertaker was younger in 2013, obviously, but you know when like he jumped off the apron onto mm-hmm. the table. Have AJ Styles do that. You know what I mean? Like that's better yeah, yeah. than trying to tombstone the Undertaker, right? <laughs> so. I don't know. I feel like Taker, He obviously, he can't go out like this, man. He needs one more match in front of an audience. He needs mm-hmm. that entrance. He needs that good aura vibe, around him. Right? And then AJ Styles, like, who else? Who else could carry, like, I don't know, Daniel Bryan maybe? But why would Daniel Bryan versus The Undertaker, right? Exactly. Now, the next match we have is, we're going to just speed by these. Um, Otis versus Ziggler. 
with Why Mandy are we Rose. Talking about this? Why Th- are we talking about this? This to me, I'm gonna skip it. Oh, this uh, is a simp, bro. Why is he so in love with her? I don't understand. What? Like, she basically spat in your face, kicked you, just talk. Sh- like, ba- like, what more? Why? Just stop. Because I like, go on Twitter and all I see Otis, like, I still love her. She's beautiful. Yes. Like, who gives up? Bro, just relax, man. This program has also been going on way too long. I don't need this, you know? But people love Otis, so what are you going to do about it? Shit, man. I wish I was fat. <laughs> um, you should probably edit that out to be honest. <laughs> I, got I got you. Now we have Elias versus King Corbin. Another match where why do we why do we care about? I that? can frankly do without. There there are way bigger matches on here. And I respect it, man. Get those WrestleMania paychecks. I do. I do want to see. Actually, I don't know if I want to see actually. But I do like Aleister Black. So Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley, Willana. Yeah, I don't Aleister know. Black's I don't know what to say win, about man. that one. Uh, why? Why are these three matches on WrestleMania? Like, I get it. You have two nights to fill, but that's like six, seven more bodies in risk. If you, you know take I mean? those, if you take those three matches off, there's like thirteen matches. Whereas those <laughs> Yo, thirteen matches are all matches that people actually wanted to see. Yo. 13 matches is a lot of matches, man. Exactly. This is 16 matches, so it's going to be 8 and 8 uh, between Yo, night 1 and night 2. These idiots will never learn their lesson. It's not about quantity. It's quality. Exactly. Now, speaking of qu- quantity, we have a Fatal 5-Way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Bailey title. better win, man. <laughs> Bailey wins or we riot. Fuck. Well, you got Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. I think either... I don't know, man. If this was a normal WrestleMania, I would have said Sasha would win, and then they would kind of set up for the Bailey and Sasha at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows what wrestling's gonna be like after this, so I think they're either just gonna go with Bailey, or I don't know, man. Maybe they'll, they'll give it to Naomi, but I don't, I don't think it's the time to start up Bailey and Sasha right now. Yeah, yeah. You need more. It's a big match that people have been waiting for. You can't give it right now. But I feel like Lacey Evans might take this one. They've been building That's her up just, for oh months, years at, at now. Oh, my God. Listen, you know a blonde is eventually going to have to be the women's champion. It's going to happen. I and Lacey has been I, built up. So it's going to happen. I feel it. I love Bailey, man. Bailey's the best. <laughs> um, The other uh-huh. women's championship match. Why can't, she, why can't she follow me back on Twitter, man? I want to slide into her DMs one day. It's not happening, man. <laughs> you have Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. For the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Yo, I have no idea for this one. What do you think? I want Shayna to destroy her. But but do you think it will happen? I don't think so because they want... I don't know why and I don't. I really don't understand why they keep comparing Becky to Stone Cold. Bro, they think Becky is like the second coming of Jesus. I, I don't see it, to be honest. I, I, I never We were there it, when she turned. And we were cheering because it was cool, but I didn't think it was going to be this at the time. And Bro, Yo, it was cool until it just got cringe. I don't know, man. She just became like, I don't know what happened to her, man. She, at first, it was cool because it was like, wow, here's Becky turning. Okay, here's Becky with her nose bleeding. Okay, she's a, she's a badass. Here's Becky. Who does she? She fought Charlotte at Evolution, I think, in like a Last Woman Standing match, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is cool. 
But then after a while, once she like, I don't know, something happened between the Rumble and WrestleMania where I'm just like, why do I care about Becky? Why am like, why is she? I don't know. She just seems like such a tryhard. Yeah, not like her, but it's like, not. But it's not organic, like what you're seeing. Like exactly, I, it's weird. With Austin. At first it was though. You can't lie. At first mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For when sure. When she broke, she had like the broken nose and stuff. That was she great. Started calling when she started calling herself the man. It was, it was fine. But then it just kind of felt so forced. Where it's yeah. like, it's kind of like what they did with Kevin Owens. You know when they wanted Kevin Owens so bad to be like the next Stone Cold. Look at him. He's beating up Shane. He's beating up Vince. Right. It's yeah, like headbutting people. I was like, relax. Yeah. relax. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And Stone Cold worked because, first of all, it's Stone Cold. It's mm-hmm. one of a kind, right? But wrestlers, it's organic. Like, when John Cena became John Cena, it was organic. You can't force these things, right? And it's kind of weird, though, because, like, I don't want to say, like, okay, Becky won at WrestleMania, which makes sense. They sh- they, that's what should have happened. But I don't know, like, the way they booked her after that was kind of weird. But at the same time, what else could they have done? It was just a, they got themselves yeah. in a really weird situation. Now Becky pinned Ronda, and Ronda at one point, you know, in her past career, was one of the most dangerous women on the earth, or not even women, you know, people overall for what she did. And now we have Shayna Baszler, who was also an MMA fighter. You know, she she faced Amanda Nunez, lost by leg kicks, I believe. And faced Cyborg, and she got TKO'd with punches. But, I don't know. Shayna is a legitimate, you know, they're, and they're booking her as a legitimate uh, threat, you know, with the MMA background. So, with that being said, her beating Ronda last year, I don't know if Shayna gets the win. Even though Shayna's been on a very dominant run her with her I time in the bro, WWE. I, I think they just love Becky. They just think like yeah. she's the one, right? Like, and Becky's no Chris Charlotte. Cyborg or Amanda Nunez. I'll I'll put it that way. <laughs> Definitely not, bro. <laughs> Definitely. Yo, to me, the Becky allure kind of went away once the whole Seth Rollins thing happened in the summer. Mm-hmm. Once that happened, it was kind of like it was forced a one million like, percent. Yo, what am it's like? What am I watching? <laughs> like what? What? And then like, like, yo, on Raw that just passed, Becky pulled up in a truck with her face on it. And that was no, super, I saw that too. I was like, "What, bro? What was that?" I see that. I see her wearing like the crown one night, and I see her wearing some weird glasses. Like, she tries so hard to be like Conor McGregor, almost. Like, I'm not just saying that because they're Irish, but they, okay, not. You know what I mean? Like, they just she tries so hard to being like a Floyd Mayweather or a mm-hmm. Conor type of guy, where like, look at me, I talk that shit. I but it's like, relax, relax. And with Conor. You know he means what he's saying, and he dresses the way he dresses. Like he's always been that guy. He didn't it's, just it's one day right? become that exactly, guy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it feels authentic. Like yeah, sure, it's kind, it's an act, of course. Like even like most of them, like people like that, it's an act, but yeah. it still feels real, right? Mm-hmm. Still, whereas Becky, it's kind of like she just randomly became champion and just became like a totally different person, almost. Yeah. Like, like her becoming the man was cool, and then it went from saying you're the man to you doing just a bunch of weird things to be the man, kind of. And you're sitting there like, uh, I don't really I don't know, know what this has to do with anything. Sometimes, the thing about wrestling is sometimes the chase is better than the run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they become champion, and that's where it's exciting. But after that, it's kind of like, 
The chase was so hot. You wanted to see them win so bad. And when it happens, like, what the hell do you do? It's kind of like, yo, Daniel Bryan, that injury for him was kind of a blessing in disguise. Because he became champion. It was so perfect. And then when it was over, there was nothing he could have done that would have lived up to the expectations. Yeah. Because right? it, that it's, high was so high that yeah, you can't, like, you can't you... even physically, like, you cannot get to that point without doing something completely different with someone else. And you know? Becky's wasn't even close to how big Daniel's was, right? Like, Becky's, it was, it was, they tried to, but it didn't, it didn't hit the same, right? Mm-hmm. But that's why it's like, it's still, it was still special. And after that, it's like, what do you do, right? And then, I don't know. All but right. I think she's going to win. They love her, man. They you got Becky she, on like, this one? Yeah. They ha- Yo, she destroyed everyone else. Like, at this point, Asuka, everyone, Sasha, Asuka, everyone, she destroyed them all. That is Charlotte. True. Like, they didn't even let Charlotte, like, get the dub over her, man. <laughs> so, it's... I don't know, but now would be a perfect time to build up Shayna. Shayna Baszler, but, I don't know. She's just... To me, she's the most real female wrestler that there is you know if there's a if there's a brock lesnar for the women's division it's Shayna, and i feel like they should make her that yo for me it was oscar but then i don't know what the hell they did with oscar man yeah yo oscar was such a beast bro like on nxt and stuff and even when she debuted like she was such a beast what's like with shinsuke shinsuke was on a crazy run and then now he's kind of a weird, but Shinsuke, you know? like, I get it. Like, you know what? His matches with AJ Styles, they didn't really hit. But Asuka's still Asuka, right? Yeah. Yo, I feel kinda... like now she's better than ever, to be honest. The whole no, Kabuki sure. thing has been going crazy. Yeah. I love Kairi Sane, too. Respect to her, man. Her and Shayna's matches, legendary. But I would be down for Shayna to win. I would be. But then what does Becky do then? Well, right? now like, it's the chase. It, now she's humbled but, by the loss. But, but the problem is... She's already beaten everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's... But then who beats her if she wins? If if she can beat Ronda, Shayna, Asuka, Charlotte, if she could beat all these people, who beats her? Exactly. And then all she has left is Shayna. But what are you going to do? Just rush back into the Shayna program right away? Exactly. You're going to put her back into versing other people she already beat? Like, she beat Asuka like twice? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... That's the problem. When you book such a monster, not like she's not a monster, but when you book someone like such a dominant force like that and then they lose, it's like, why would I care about this now when she already beat everybody? Exactly. And then the only person she has to verse is Shayna, but what are you going to do then? Like, Shane, they're going to have like a rematch at the next pay per view and the next one, mm-hmm. she's going to get the title back. And then Shayna's like, where does Shayna go? You know, it's just a weird situation where I think they just kind of. They pushed Becky a little too wild, man. I think they kind of went a little too extra with it. Yeah, it it was a bit much. And even... I'm pretty sure it's Stone Cold on his run, or one of his initial runs, he had some losses in there. It wasn't just, you know... Bro, fucking Dude Love was out here getting wins yeah. over Stone Cold, man. Like, Vince was out here winning over him. It was... That's the thing, man. Back then... They were losing titles like nothing ever yeah. happened, bro. Triple H was... Mankind was out here walking out champion. The next night, Mankind got beat by Triple H for the championship. <laughs> and then they had a championship match on SmackDown where The Rock almost won. And then, like, <laughs> there's just so much stuff. But now, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. different time. Yeah. All right. So, we just mentioned her. So, Asuka and Kairi Sane, the Kabuki Warriors, versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the women's championships. If 
women's tag Asuka team championships. If the Kabuki Warriors don't win, man, I'm I'm gonna cry. Like, they need to win this. It, they can't lose if they lose this. Oh I, my god! I will complain online for once. <laughs> Yo, like the Kabuki Warriors are on a great run right now. Their characters are amazing. You love them. You love to see them. This is this is the Asuka that I wanted to see from the very beginning. Like before, this she was dominant, match. but there was nothing about her. But now it's a, a full character. You know, this is the only match where I'm like, yo, this person has to win. Every other match, I don't care, man. Like, yo, whatever. You know, Charlotte, Ripley, whatever, Bailey, whatever, like, Aegis, House, whatever. But this match, please, please don't make Alexa and Nikki Cross beat the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, my God. I really hope not. What about Edge and Orton, man? Edge, right? Like, I don't even... Edge's not going to lose his first match back. It has to be Edge. A last man standing match versus Randy Orton. Edge's first... Uh, well, I guess second match? Uh, since coming yeah, back from the neck injury, I mean, eh, Rumble. That doesn't really. Matter. Yeah, Rumble was a match. match adjacent. This is his first real match. Um, it took four months for it to happen, but hopefully, we you know, he learned there, some man. things. We were supposed to be there. I was gonna be wearing a nice little Legend Killer shirt, you know. But I would, no, I would have wore a rated R shirt, the the old Affliction designs. <laughs> but no, no, oh that's a, it's have a pandemic. It has to be. Edge, yeah, no, I, yeah, of course. It's gonna be fun though. Somehow, like, if they'll make it fun. Yeah, they'll make it fun. And the story behind it is actually, I I've kept up and I liked it. It's interesting. The thing about this story, it, the story doesn't rely on fans. It doesn't. It's just two people who hate each other. Exactly. It's not like John Cena and the Fiend, where you can tell they're kind of some match kind of for the fans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's for the fans. This one's not for the fans. Yeah. These are just two people who hate each other. Exactly. You are killed the man's wife, bro. <laughs> like I don't give. I don't. Care. I don't think the guy cares if there's fans or not. Bro, once yo, Edge's version of uh, hulking up is when he puts his hair behind his ears. We're gonna see that. Yeah, and for, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's wait, over. And then, and then Randy's gonna be like slithering and stuff. Yo, yeah. they're 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 beasts, bro. I love it. This, this is this is the match. This is for our us childhood, right man. Yeah, exactly. This is literally our childhood. <laughs> Well, the two most hated people. I've hated them my entire life growing up. Yeah, for sure. Every video I've done of the 2000s, it's always, yo, we hated these idiots. <laughs> I, like, but then as we got older, you kind of respect them, right? But I, I loved Randy, though. I liked Randy in like 04, 05, mm-hmm. 06. But when he started fucking with John Cena, that's when I drew the line. <laughs> he, oh, my God. That's when he drew the line. Like When he was beating up The Undertaker, I didn't care, bro. Do it up. Well, I can't was, wait to revisit the feud once Cena and Orton are like done with wrestling, because people hated it at the time. But I feel like looking back, we're gonna have some gems. Randy to look Orton at. and John Cena should have had a WrestleMania match. It's a I'm surprised it's never happened. happened. Okay, not a shame, but it should have happened. Yeah, for sure. All right, now we have our two title matches left. Edge I... and Cena should have been. No, yo, WrestleMania 25, man. Why the hell was Big Show in that match? It should have oh literally just been Edge versus Cena one on one, and the same thing the year before. It was Edge. No, it was Orton versus Triple H versus John Cena. Mm-hmm. Bro, just do the singles matches. Do Cena versus Orton. Do Cena versus Edge. Like, those are... Well, at the time, those were all of my favorite people in one match. So, I had to... I, was, I don't know, yeah, I was I was loving it. Yeah, until Randy won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Now we have uh, Brock Lesnar. Well, now we have Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the I WWE don't know. Championship. I, yo, I can't do predictions on Brock Lesnar matches because... Yo, after Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns in a main event of WrestleMania, oh my God. I, I, I don't know anymore, bro. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. 
Now, to me, I feel like Brock has been having fun with this feud. Like, I remember, like, uh, when when Drew attacked Brock, there was, like, a, a video that came out of Drew, ye- uh, Brock yelling at yeah, Drew, hit me some more, yeah, pick up the title. Yeah. Like, you know, this is one where we can visibly see Brock wanting to work with Drew. So, no, Brock's a cool guy, man. Brock, for all accounts, people just think he's an asshole, but he's a cool guy. Yeah, Everybody yeah. respects him backstage and stuff, like... Respect to Brock. For some reason, the fans think he they think he's a devil. <laughs> well, they don't know. You know, they they don't know. Like, even wasn't Brock in the Ultimate Fighter as a coach? Yeah. Like yeah. even with then, I think he picked like Ferguson, and he was a cool guy. He was actually coaching people, telling them how to get better. There was a guy who got, who broke his finger, and he was like worried about it. Like you know, Brock is actually a pretty solid guy. But you guys believe into the characters that their characters real life, and you 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 know. They they fell for yo, they got worked. People think yo the thing about Brock is he's I'm sure he's made more than enough money to retire. He has to love it a little bit to keep going. Oh, Brock said he's perfectly fine with living on a farm for the rest of his life, and he has That's a farm. He mean, has like, like a giant farm. He's hanging. He's hanging out. He's doing this for because he he's likes chilling it. in Canada. He's literally living in Canada. Exactly. He's living his best life. Yo, tell him it's to like, holler at you. I'm sure I'm, he's a little too far away and I'm not going near there man I'm not trying to get fucking assassinated walking down the streets of Saskatchewan oh my but, god no nah, man he, of course he loves it man there's a reason he's still there I don't think he had that love for it the first time like he had a little bit in the old 204 run you have to if you're gonna do a shooting star press at fucking Wrestlemania almost die <laughs> and, but, and keep going you know it kind of it kind of faded away like when you read his book you can tell but I think now he's in that position where he just does it because it's like, yo, I'm a big jacked white boy. I like to show my power and I like to have these matches with people. Like, it's fun. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, he doesn't really need the money like that. You probably just he can live off sponsorships for the rest of his life if he really wanted no. to. So and being if he's, a, cool if he's a Canadian citizen, he's set. You know, he doesn't really. Yeah, he's, he's set, good. <laughs> Healthcare popping down here, man. There you go. And then finally, we have Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. No, but wait, who do you think's going to win, though? You think Drew's going to be Brock? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I feel like Drew might beat Brock. I feel like Brock wants... Well, I don't know, but I feel like Brock putting over Drew would make the most sense to make Drew a megastar that everybody kind of wanted him to be when he first started, and he's been working to ever since then. I feel like now would be the perfect moment to put the rocket ship on his back and... Send him to the moon. Yeah, poor guy though. He probably, he's probably so excited for this. Bro, how you get, you get called the chosen one by Vince McMahon, and you know, then you a couple of years later you get cut, and then have to build your way up to being that status again. You know. No, what I mean is like, yeah, of course, but he's also like probably so excited. Like, yo, I'm gonna go to WrestleMania. Oh. Wow, <laughs> all these people chanting my name. I'm closing it out. Fire everywhere, and now it's gonna be at the performance center. But I feel like the best thing that could have happened for him was getting cut and then working those small halls again, you know, those those indie shows. Cause now yeah, man, you he, need that shit, bro. He can be comfortable now, you know? Yeah, you need that stuff, man. You need like you need that like adversity. You need to yeah. like improve yourself. And those experiences, I don't because you remember he was like eighteen when he got signed and that was like his first real wrestling experience. So he him not having that you know, indie grind where, you know, you grind in the, the small markets or whatever that everybody says they go through when they're an indie star. This happening to him. You're 18, man. You, you probably take it for granted. You're like, all right, this is a life. This exactly. This is what I live. This is, 
I'm chilling, man. And he said he did. He said he was like, he had money so he could go, you know, get a couple drinks every day and hang out. And he knew that he was going to be safe. And then, you know, everybody finds out. Then it's once you think you're safe, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. But I I got Drew winning this one. Yeah, I really hope he wins. I think Brock would be down too. I think Brock is kind of like, yeah, if anyone's going to beat me, why not this guy? Exactly. He eliminated me at the Rumble. And having more people to beat is important for Brock Lesnar because now you have more more matches and more different the diversity. Like when he faced John Cena and Seth, another John Cena-Brock match wouldn't have been it. But you throw in Seth and then they put on a classic with that one, you know? Yeah. And now we right, have so Goldberg, Goldberg versus Roman Goldberg. Reigns. Uh, yeah, you said you think Goldberg's going to win this one, right? Well, uh, it's Spear versus Spear. Goldberg, I don't know what happened. Well, I don't know why he doesn't need to lose ever. But I feel like Roman might put him down with this one. Roman has been killing. He's the legend killer. He's the modern day legend killer. I think he might have a chance with this one. Yeah, I think it's. I think he'll win. And I think this is probably like, you know what? No audience to boo him. Might as well just make him the champion. And yo, he deserves it, man. He's he's deserved it. Like you can't you can't say at this point, oh, they're forcing him in there, this and that. Bro, at this point, when you watch SmackDown, when you watch Raw, you watch a pay per view. When Roman Reigns comes out, no matter if you like him or if you hate him, he has that like it factor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you see him and you're like, yo, this guy is a superstar. Like he is a WWE superstar. He belongs in there. He has that aura. He has an it factor, and. He should be champion. Like, yeah, I get it. We fans, we hated him forever. But sometimes, man, just put your pitchforks down. Look at his talent. Roman Reigns in a bad match don't happen often. Exactly. Right? Um, he's talented. He's paid his... Yo, regardless, he paid his dues, man. He started off in FCW, mm-hmm. right? He was in the Shield. Like, yeah, he got pushed way too fast after that. But you got to remember, 2014 Rumble, you idiots were chanting and cheering <laughs> for him so much over Batista. And then when he wins, you're booing him. But he won the very next the year. year the very next year. So it's like, so it's like, yo, you idiots wanted this. Like, yeah, you can say, oh, we didn't want Batista. But it's like, there has, there's, uh, there was obviously something there that mm-hmm. you were cheering for him. You were cheering for him when they first evolution. You were cheering for him, like. But no, apparently when it became the cool thing to hate him, oh, it's Forrest. What the exactly. fuck you mean it's Forrest, bro? It took him like four years to make to the main event of WrestleMania. How long did it take John Cena? Three, four years? Same thing. Exactly. It's not... It's... I don't know, man. People just hate him just to hate him. It's the John Cena syndrome. But this one's just different because the John Cena one kind of like... Like, they both make sense. I get it. But, man, it's Roman Reigns, bro. At this point, it's been five years since WrestleMania 31. He's out here. He's been champion. He's paid his dues. He's had his matches. Just let him be champion. Let him do his thing. He deserves it. He's a superstar. Like, if I'm Vince McMahon and Triple H, like, you know what people say? Yo, what do they see in Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. Bro. You can just look. You, it's there. Yeah, exactly. It's like if I want someone to go on Sports Center or go somewhere with the championship belt, obviously you want Brock Lesnar, right? Obviously you want mm-hmm. those guys. But would you rather send out Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, or Roman Reigns? <laughs> and the what? the clear choice has been Roman Reigns this whole time. Because for every but, announcement the WWE makes, Roman's there. And he and hasn't been the champion don't. in so long, you know? Bro, and he handles it properly. Like, mm-hmm. he's... I don't know, man. It's a business at the end yeah. of the day. Like, yeah, you love your indie darlings. I get it. You know what I mean? But it's a business. Yeah. It's, and, you know, the thing is, it's not like he puts on bad matches. 
That's the thing that I don't understand. It's not like he's out here like fucking Sid Vicious in the 90s or <laughs> Kevin Nash or something. He's... Bro, you put Roman Reigns against one of your favorite wrestlers. You're telling me you won't be excited for that match? He had a really good match with Daniel Bryan. I believe that it was it was at a fast lane. And he had a Yeah. He had a match with AJ Styles, which was both of those matches right there. Everybody loves the wrestler of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. And he's put on really good matches with those two people. Plus with like didn't he have a really good match with Braun Strowman? Yeah, and the big like, Yo, that that a bro, that a fire rivalry, man. Bro. But yo, even that WrestleMania main event with Brock Lesnar at 31, that was a good match. Even before the cash-in, mm-hmm. you're acting like you weren't interested in that. You weren't invested. You weren't like, oh, whoa, this is pretty fire. Bro. Roman Reigns, he has that it factor, man. Just just make him champion. Yeah. Screw the marks. Let him boo. If they're still going to boo, let him boo. And if this but was yo, the case, I feel like in person, people would have cheered for Roman to beat Brooke Goldberg because people have that thing. I would have cheered where, for him. Well, the, nah, people, people have that thing where not. they hate uh, like part-timers. They feel like part-timers are, like, the worst type of wrestler for some reason. I don't get it, bro. They hate part-timers. They hate Roman Reigns. It's like... <laughs> you can't you can't they... do anything, you know? Yeah, man. I hope he wins. He deserves it. Respect to Roman Reigns, man. All right. Well, that was our breakdown of the entire WrestleMania card. Um, maybe I'll put up, you know, uh, our cards and see who wins at the end of this. You know, make it a little fun wager type of thing but i don't know what do you what do you see coming out of wrestlemania like what do you predict or what do you want to see i just want them to get it over with man just let everybody just shut down the company for a while you know what i mean like just get it over with start fresh in a few weeks or months or whenever the hell it's ready but respect to the talent man you got to give them credit they're gonna be away from their families their kids or whatever and they're out here wrestling, and it's still a risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they still the have to leave minister- their house and then go back home exactly. and, and, you know, go to work and go back home. Bro, Edge's flight got delayed a few weeks ago, and he had to drive, like, 16, 18 hours, right? That man has a wife. He mm-hmm. has kids. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. It's, like, respect to them. I just want them all to be safe, so it's, like, just get it over with. Figure it out after. Just kind of do like a season finale, and we'll worry about it later. And they, they're they acting like they don't have a catalog of thousands of matches and a bunch of, like, original programming. Just throw in, you know, your favorite matches of all time for a couple weeks. Or you could throw in, like, Tough Enough and, and re-air it. So, you know, people could even become fans of, like, Velveteen Dream off of that or whatever. You know, you yeah, could re-air a bunch of old programming. There are some DVDs, man, biographies, everything, man. And that, bro, it's not that serious. If the NBA can shut down, why the exactly. hell can't the WWE? Every company that makes way more money than the WWE <laughs> and it's worth way more than the WWE shut down, continue to pay their players, you know, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm confident that the WWE can find a way to do that, especially when they pride themselves on having an archive of everything. Bro... They have everything. WCW, ECW, WWF. At this point, they really want to wild out. They could probably go by TNA's library if they really wanted to. Like, and that's people will go nuts over that if they, if you air like a TNA on 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 a Monday, which would never happen. But I'm saying, you know, that would go. Yeah, here's AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe from TNA. Exactly. Or you know, you can even re-air like ha- like they have been doing, like on FS1. Instead of backstage, they've been showing WrestleMania matches. 
they there's other matches you can put you know the best of stone cold matches you can put a mick foley match you're telling me people aren't gonna like go on twitter and talk about oh this is mick foley versus undertaker in that hell in a cell match and it's happening on on raw right now like people are gonna talk about these things because the wwe has matches that people see every time it's on you know yeah, you throw in that TLC matches with Edge and Christian and stuff. Yo, people will watch. Exactly. I mean, I won't. But <laughs> I mean, I've seen them so many times. But I'll, I'll definitely tune in for that Hell in a Cell. The casual viewers don't mind. Yeah, exactly. But um, but at the same time though, it's at this point in time, the ratings aren't everything. Just put something on. You don't get viewers. So what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about everybody right knows. Now. Everybody understands. There's much bigger issues in the world right now. Their TV ratings. Exactly. All right. Well, I feel like this was a great podcast. This is uh I know there's hundreds of wrestling podcasts, but this to me, every time me and Pavon link up, I feel like our opinions are the best, low key, to be honest. So shout out to you, Pavon. Shout out to everything you're doing with wrestling gifts. I can help out in any way. Um, you know, let people know where they can find you and all your content and stuff like that. Yeah, man, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, Wrestling Gifts, one word, one G. Wherever you want to go, you can find it. There you go. Um, you could follow me at Silk Durag on Twitter and at Manny Dizzle on IG. Um, I'll be here trying to pod whenever I can. Um, shout out to Pavon for pulling up. And, you know, don't forget, rate this podcast five stars. You know, leave comments. Yo, shout out to everybody. All right. Thanks, man. No worries, bro. Take it easy. Stay yeah. safe. You too. Stay indoors. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please.